Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ike, it's not every day I get to talk to you in your boots on the ground in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, in training camp for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Welcome in. I'm Mark Bergen. He's Ike Taylor. IT, I see that you're in your room this morning. So good to see you and really excited to talk to you on today's episode of the Believe It Steelers show. Yeah, Mark, I haven't talked to my dog in a minute. Uh, just sitting in the dorm room, call it dorm life, uh, the twin beds or whatever. But um, it's just fun. Uh, like we were talking before we got on the show, just when you come to training camp, it's just like all ball, no TV, no nothing. Uh, meetings, working out, lose track of days, lose track of time. So it's kind of, I ain't gonna say it's kind of, it's really refresh, refreshing for me right now, Mark. Yeah, the disconnect. It's funny because I was texting you, hey, when you want to record this week? And it's like, I just send you the time and date. You put it in your phone and then you're all the way from the outside world, Mike. And what's been right. a, uh, an awesome summer for you with all of your travels as well. But it's good to see you. And you're at training camp. And I wanted to start out kind of open-ended to say, you know, hey, um, you know, what stuck out to you will go to an offensive player and a defensive player, but I know you got there. What was it last week? You got there a little bit late because I know you've been on the recruiting right. trail with right. your son, Ivan Taylor. Yeah, I would say probably Kenny Pickett. Kenny, Kenny uh, from it's night and day from last year to where he's at now, from like his read progressions um, to his decisiveness, uh, to his natural leadership to his ball placement you know so that's what i'm looking at with kenny i'm like golly like them four years in college really do matter you know um from a, from a maturity standpoint on and off the pit on and off the field mark so I'm, I'm just gonna go with i'm gonna go with kenny man um, I'm, I'm really liking what kenny is doing he's taking command of this offense Ike, you make this easy on me because I was going to ask about him to say, have you noticed a difference between year one and year two? Big time. Big time, Mark. Like a huge, a huge leap, like nothing. Um, He's just an even kill kind of quarterback, but that's just his personality. Like he's not rattled about nothing, Mark. So that's on and off the field as well. So, you know, to play quarterback in the NFL, you gotta, you know, you gotta be a, a smooth criminal, so say. And that's exactly what Kenny Pickett is, man. Kenny just uh he go about his business, um, handling his business, getting better, understanding what it is to be a leader, a general on a football team. And you can tell, Mark, from from last year to to this offseason, it's major leaps and bounds. Is it a body language thing, Ike? No, it's just the maturity level. Um, so I really think, just my personal opinion, Mark, I really think staying four years in college really did help this man. You know, not and, and let alone, don't forget, he's already a cold weather baby. He's from New Jersey, came to the University of Pitt, already <laughs> understood what it was to be in the city of 412, became a Yenza and get drafted by the same team that right next door to your college. So he didn't see Big Ben. He didn't heard the history. He didn't see guys go in and out of that facility. He understand the tradition. You know, he know the legacy, what it is. So it's like, man, for you to actually, you know, get drafted by an organization and I went to college in the same city, man, that's a storybook telling. Even a producer couldn't produce 
that so he just know what it is and to understand what it is to play in cold weather and that's what guys really don't understand you always get as an organization you always get quarterbacks you know who know how to play in the cold and just you know kenny he was born in the cold you know west coast of pa uh really on the east coast came to pit stayed in pit for four years and wind up getting drafted by the pittsburgh Steelers. so you just really see the maturity level um, on and off, just got married this offseason. So it's a lot of mature. It's it's everything you're looking for for a quarterback. You know, you, you want your quarterback to be clean, cut, uh, shave, make good decisions because that quarterback is the face of the franchise. And that's just Kenny by nature. Mark, he ain't even trying to. That's just something he do. So, you know, as a CEO, man, you feel good about going to bed at night knowing your head, man, ain't going to make no bad decisions, you know? So that's what I love about Kenny. <laughs> Kenny Pickett, you've got University of Pittsburgh, former quarterback, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, husband, and cold weather baby. Ike, we've got right. to update his social right. media profiles. Right. Yeah, that when you you know when they look on the profile, um, and if Kenny listening to the show, he need to add it to what we just said right now because he all of the above. Absolutely, Ike. And you, in all seriousness, you mentioned the face of the franchise the ceo right uh, i just watched the netflix johnny manziel documentary and right. he even says this at one point i was live tweeting as i was watching it last night Ike. and this uh-huh. is something where in terms of being the face of the franchise the ceo someone who the accountability starts with me and then that's contagious to your teammates it looks like the steelers have one uh, with Manziel, that was never going to be the case when, you know, his agent is saying, hey, he didn't watch a second of film yeah, during his time in Cleveland. And uh, it's funny just because I watched that last night. And I hear that, you know, you talk about Kenny Pickett and it's just like, look, it's not to compare Johnny Manziel, but it's, you know, a mm-hmm. facet of quarterbacking in the NFL and what it takes to achieve success. You've told me that from day one on this show is when you're the quarterback, those are the responsibilities that come with it beyond just hey can you make the throw can you make the play can you you know there's a lot more to the quarterbacking position than just the physical abilities Ike. i mean the physical ability is going to be the physical abilities right because you've been playing you know quarterback for a while since you were small probably but i mean the maturity level is everything mark um i'm putting this organization as a ceo if i was a ceo i'm putting this organization in the hands of who you know, so you really got to do your research when it comes down to drafting, especially yeah. high, you know, in the first round um, with these quarterbacks. Because, man, you know, if if not, man, you set your you set your organization back four to five years when you do things like this. So um, Pittsburgh hit on Kenny Pickett. Uh, they did all their research and their research team didn't have to go far. All they did have to take 14 steps, open the pit, <laughs> Panthers though and go right upstairs. So they didn't did everything they needed to do. And they wind up getting the right one in my mind, Mark. We'll transition to the defensive side of the ball in just a uh-huh. second. We'll tell our listeners and viewers about betonline.ag, today's presenting sponsor of the show. You can see their logo on the top corner of your screen right now. And if you have a bet on any of the NFL action, preseason's right around the corner. It's actually here this week. Uh, go to betonline.ag, use our promo code BELIEVE. 365, 24-7, whatever sport it is, whatever time you want to bet, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. And with that promo code BLEAB, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Ike, I want to go back to 
training camp, though. So we mentioned the offensive side with the development of Kenny Pickett. Defensively, is there a player in your mind that stuck out since you've been boots on the ground in training camp? You know, Minka hasn't been here for for a couple of days. He has some, you know, he has some issues he had to deal with. Um, but the magic of Minka when he comes back, um, <laughs> what he brings to the table. And, and I'm really studying Minka right now because of Ivan, my son. So I told Ivan, man, we really got to watch a lot of tape on Minka because I'm really seeing what he's doing live in person. Uh, he makes everything calm back there. And what I mean back there on the whole defense. Oh, so from the linebackers, don't worry about the, don't worry about the uh, front folk because Cam going to take care of that. Outside linebackers, you got TJ and Alex. But, um, you know, we got a few new pairs of inside linebackers. And when Minka wasn't here, Everything was cool. Everybody was professional. But when Mika came back, he's just like a calming presence. And I was like, golly. I mean, you could tell from uh, the offensive guys, the, the wide receivers, everybody knew Minka was back. So they had to be on their P's and Q's. So that's what I'm, I'm looking at Minka like, man, and just listening to him talk, uh, not only on the field and, and, and able to anticipate Mark, but even when he's not in. He's he's making calls. He's helping young guys. He's talking to himself. He's reading the plays. So I'm like, okay, this this why this dude so special. And then when he get in, when he get in for his reps, he never panics. You know, it's 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 like it's like drinking tea. You know, you drink a certain tea. Tea makes you calm. It's like, dang, that's that Minka. That's that Minka effect right there. So, just looking at just looking at Minka, man. And, and seeing how they see how he move, anticipates, never use it. We call it wasted energy. And for Minka, he ain't wasting no part. Like his anticipation, his football IQ, cause he like to call it above the neck. His above the neck football IQ is just uh, it's unreal. So that's why I see why he's been hitting these all pros, why these scouts and executives and these players been calling him the number one safety in the league. Yeah, I think it speaks volumes about the Steelers franchise because I didn't even realize he was gone. That it's like, oh, he returns from right, an right. excused absence. And it was like, wow, okay. Um, totally understandable. You got to take care of your family. And I expect another big season from him. Do you right. notice that the front seven can play more aggressively in a different style because they have the peace of mind knowing he's back there to cover the back end of the defense if, you know, I want to play more aggressively up front or I want to shoot a gap that I'm not normally supposed to. When you say he's calm back there and he helps the other defensive players, what do you mean by that, Ike? Um, it's it's almost like a cheat code, Mark. It's like, um, if I mess up, I know Minka got my back. You know, so it's 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 Minka and the front seven, I mean, from the linebackers on back to the secondary guys. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for 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 a corner or linebackers is like you might have an old sh moment and then Minka just come save the day, you know, because that's just what Minka do. So when Minka is back there, uh, you as a player is more relaxed. It's like having Troy, like, man, if I need a play, I know somebody, I'm a, I know Troy going to make a play. If I need a play, I know Minka going to make a play. Man, if I mess up one time, I know Minka going to have my back. And it, it, it's just – it's, it's, it's just that kind of feeling. It's just what I see. So, you know, the calming part, what I'm talking about, Mark, is understanding when you see uh, 
when you know Mink is on the field, it's like, dang, man. I I, I hate to say this um, because I know it's not a lot of pressure on Minka, but you just see, like, when Minka is on that field, uh, guys are very much more confident and very much more relaxed because of what he is, and that's an all-pro safety. One Ike Taylor looks pretty relaxed in this picture. Are you, are you exchanging words here? Like what's going on here when you and Minka are just chilling on the sidelines? You, you having a conversation like we are right now? Or are you just kind of taking it all in? What's going on? No, nah, Minka, uh, Minka and I, man, we just, we talk about a little bit of everything, you know, football, um, a little bit of life, but mostly it's just like football on the field. So I ask him what he's seeing, what he's not seeing, what the hell he thinking, you know? So, just picking his brain, to be honest with you. But it's just, he's just Mr. Consistent. Mark, you know what you're going to get out of Minka? What's that? A play or two. You know, whether it's game winning or whether if a team, if the Pittsburgh Steelers need one, we need one. You know what you're getting out of Minka. So uh, the dude just, uh, we went all in to get him a couple of years ago. And since we went all in, he's been nothing but a blessing to the organization. You know, Pro Bowls all day since he stepped, um, used to be Hines, but now it's Akershore Stadium. Since he stepped on Akershore Stadium, man, Mika has just, you know, blessed the Pittsburgh Steelers with all his playmaking ability. Yeah, I hope the front seven can remain stout, Ike, because we saw in that 2021 season when he led the team in tackles, he's capable of doing it. But as a center fielder, as a ball hawk, that's when he's at his best causing turnovers. And certainly he got back to that last season and that's something where that wasn't really even in his control the the year before in 2021 when (laughs) others couldn't stop the run and so they needed him to make plays in the box and I just know that his abilities as a safety I mean he can do both but he's best when and it's amazing too because I, I I think about it from this standpoint like he's demonstrated this ability to do this enough as an all pro safety that opposing teams I promise you game plan for him and he still is making plays and still causing turnovers and it's the turnover creation because you win the turnover battle this isn't a news flash like more often than not you're going to win football games yeah uh he's, he's a high percentage when you win a turnover battle uh Minka just uh i mean maybe you know maybe just reminds me of troy to be honest with you just a different form yeah. of troy you know, Troy was that uh that wild Tarzan Tasmanian uh devil back there just making plays, whether it was one hand catches fifty yards down the field against Tennessee, or whether he just coming up um and jumping over the center against Cincinnati, you know, on um, time and the snap. So Troy was, Troy did something amazing, you know, like ah like I'm big. You know how I like how we look at George Pickens and seeing all these crazy acrobatic catches. That's how Troy was. But on the defensive side, you just looked at Troy like, man, how in the heck you do this? Same way with Minka, you know, uh, not not as acrobatic as as Troy and 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 George who I just named, but you know the consistency. He's a closer. Like Minka is a real live closer. You know. If you like baseball, man, you bring in the closing pitcher and there go your there go your eight strikeouts that fast, you know, from the seventh all the way to the ninth or whatever. If yep. we're going 
longer than that. And that's Minka, man. Minka just a, you know, he's gonna make a play. You know, he's gonna close a game off for you. You know, he did it. He he did it against Atlanta last year. You're in my brain, Ike. I feel you. He did it against <laughs> Atlanta last year. So that's 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 just what he do. So. You mentioned Atlanta and then the <laughs> Bengals game in the opening the week of the game. season two, where it's I just mean he like, won that game on his own. Minka won up. that game because I think he had a pick, a pick six, a block punt, I mean a block field goal, and something else. Like Minka had a trifecta that game, so Minka won that game single handedly by itself. Ike, we'll go to the depth chart. Steelers come mm-hmm. out with the depth chart. I'd imagine it's going to change somewhat between now and Week One. Now and say Week Four few things I noticed no rookie starters at least to start out I'm okay with this because for as high of expectations we have with this rookie class Ike right they're still rookies they still have a lot to learn in this league so this is something I'm okay with because take Broderick Jones for example at the left tackle position and the competition with Dan Moore Uh, Broderick Jones listens the second stringer right now He's got to learn from the veterans he's going to go up against in camp, whether it's TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Marcus Golden. I know Golden's been working with him. But I look at the schedule. Week one, you've got one of the Bosa brothers. Week two, you've got Miles Garrett. Week three, Max Crosby. Do you want to really send a rookie right from the frying pan right into the fire? If he's ready, cool. Let's roll. He's the starter. If not, Dan Moore Jr. can be there. When Broderick Jones is ready, then you can bring him in can move Dan Moore Jr. around if you want to. It provides that flexibility. So, like, that's one example where with no rookie starters at first, it was like, hmm, this is a little head-scratching. But then the more you actually think about it of what that actually means, the more sense it makes. Yeah. I mean, Dan hasn't done nothing to lose a job. Uh, we'll see what Dan do on Friday. Before I like from what I see, Dan hasn't done anything to lose it. Um, Broderick is getting better every day, though. I mean, he really, he really is. He's, and just talking to Broderick, um, the technique part, you know, and that's all it really is. When once you get to this level, um, who's going to be technically sound every play? Um, the good ones who you just named, the Bosa's, um, the Garrett's, the the you know, coming off the edge. We talking about all pros, man. Them guys, you know, they playmakers. You know, they, they're all pro guys. So that's a lot to ask for for a rookie. Um, if that rookie isn't ready, especially from a technical standpoint, you know, um, the athleticism is all all there. You can just see that it's all the way up. But when it comes down to that, that technical side, these veteran guys, um, these defensive coordinators, uh, they're going to try you. So if you got a rookie offensive tackle, especially on the left side, you know, they're game planning. And I'm putting my best rusher right on that side <laughs> to see if he can handle his pressure. Um, I know I would if I was a DC. Um, but Broderick, uh, he's another one. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he squeezed in that lineup sooner than later. You know, and I get and I respect the guys who all pros been in the league coming off that edge and, you know, making their plays and making their money and game changing. Um, plays and all that, but I'm telling you, Mark, I wouldn't be surprised um, if Broderick cracked that lineup sooner than later. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm with you there. So, and I know Joey Porter Jr. is working with Pat Pete. I see pictures and videos mm-hmm. almost every day from afar. I, uh, I noticed as well, inside linebacker position, Quan Alexander listed behind Cole Holcomb and Alandon Roberts. And this to me, Ike, is as simple as Mike T's slogan, two dogs, one bone. So the best of this competition is going to bring out the best in all of them. And in your base 3-4 defense, you'll have two inside linebackers. But I also thought this was interesting when they brought Quan Alexander in, Ike. Yes, he played in all 17 games last season. He's had injury history in the past, uh, before the 2022 season. But also, don't forget, Cole Holcomb and uh, uh, Landon Roberts were captains of their respective teams. Holcomb had the green dot on his helmet in Washington, too, meaning he handled the defensive communications. So the competition bringing out the best in one of these right now. And again, right now, uh, we've got the starters as Holcomb and Roberts. That was something else that also stuck out just looking at this depth chart. Getting back to exactly what you need at that inside linebacker position. You need a general and you need a bully. You need some guys who want to come downhill and just make it hard on life for the opposing team offense. You need tone setters. So that's exactly what uh, E-Rob, Quan, and Holcomb bring to the table. You know, some general guys, some some real good instincts, especially with E-Rob and Quan, guys who are athletic guys who have had that green dot on the back of their helmet. You got that green dot on the back of your helmet, that means you're a leader of men. Um, the pressure isn't nothing to you. You embrace it. Uh, you get everybody lined up, everybody looking around to see what you're going to call, you know. Um, so when I see that green dot, Holcomb had a green dot. E-Rob for sure had that green dot. Quan is just a thumper. So I'm looking at, mm-hmm. you know, thumpers. I'm looking at tone setters. I'm looking at guys who want to be bullies when it come down to playing on that field. I'm looking at guys who are instinctive. So when it comes down to that, man, uh, I feel like we're just back to those kind of guys sitting in the inside of that linebacker position. So it's just good. It's just good to see. I'm off talking to E-Rob. It's crazy you said that, Mark. I talked to E-Rob for like an hour and a half yesterday. We just talking about football. We're talking about Larry Foote and James Ferry and Lawrence Timmons and Vince Williams and those guys. So he, he just he wanted to know. You know, E-Rob asked a lot of whys, you know, and what you think and how was it? So – uh, it was fun to talk to him, and that was all at the meetings. But, yeah, that inside linebacker position, um, I think this year uh, is going to give us exactly what we've been looking for, uh, some 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 generals, some guys who uh, want to hurt other guys <laughs> in a major way on the opposite side, and tone setters. Like, I love that. I love that. Uh to DBs, Chandon Sullivan is listed as the team's nickelback. Ike, you've been boots on the ground there as a former corner yourself. What have you seen from him on the field? Because this was one starter where it's like, honestly, I try to provide as much insight as I can on the show. I just don't know a whole a lot about him. What have you seen from Chandon Sullivan? Uh, just consistency. Just don't know how to be a professional, like in the middle of the road kind of guy. Like he he. Sullivan know like, okay, I got an opportunity right here, but this opportunity is major for me. You know, this can make this can make a break. So um, when you got guys, and what I mean by in the middle of the road, who's played but who hasn't played that much, they got veteran, they have veteran uh, veteran snaps on the field. But 
Um, it's just when you come to this organization, Mark, it just changed your whole life. And I'm just speaking. I ain't, I'm I'm gonna speak for Sullivan and Pat P. And you know them two guys say, man, just coming to Pittsburgh, like and playing for Coach T, and seeing how the organization treat their players, like this is exactly where you want to be. So maybe you might, you know, you might have some outside pressure. You might done like the coaching um, from a team you was formerly on, but you come here, it's just like <sighs> a breath of fresh air. You know, I can finally be me and to see Sullivan doing what he's doing. It just looked like from watching this old tape to to this year, Mark, he's just finally coming around to be him, you know, so he's out there making plays as well. It seems to me with how the Steelers defense is structured that the nickelback Uh position is a very important one. And I look at the two predecessors of Cam Sutton, who just got paid this offseason, the guy who made a lot of plays the last season or two. And then Mike Hilton, our guy who's now done his thing uh, and continued to do his thing in Cincinnati, Ike. Right. So I look at it from that standpoint when you talk about that opportunity of, okay, who's been in that role and what have they done in previous seasons? And if you're with your, worth your salt, I mean, both of those players said, hey, I'm going to go get a big paycheck from another team. Uh, that's where that opportunity lies, at least in my opinion, at that nickelback position for the Steelers' defense. Yeah, I mean, them guys, them guys fighting for a spot for that nickel, you know, because heck, Pat Pete can play nickel, Mick can play nickel, Demonte Cage can play nickel. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a few guys. So these guys gonna have the opportunity to play this nickel position. Because if not, you know, you can slide Pat Peter already up in there. You know, Minka can play. Uh, hell, Minka was playing outside linebacker in Miami, so you already know what he can do. <laughs> uh, he was back. Now he's back to the position. Well, he's back, and that's free safety. So, uh, mess around if you want to, and 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 play around with the time and your reps. Uh, I know for sure. Um, if I was in DC, uh, worst case scenario, Pat, Pete, and Minka, hey, let me come holler at y'all right quick. So these guys doing exactly what they need to do, though. Sutherland doing doing what he need to do for that nickel position, which I think is one of the hardest positions to play on a on defense because you got to work from the inside out. Mm. Not only you got to cover third receivers, tight ends, running backs coming out of the backfield, but you also got to set a defense. And by the way, man, I got to come up and be the third outside linebacker on these on these tackles. So I think that's the toughest position to play. But um, we got guys who built for it. But Sullivan definitely handled his business. We shall see on Friday when we play Tampa. I love it. I love it. I, a few other things with the depth chart really quickly. Uh, Keanu Neal and DeMonte Casey listed as co-starters at strong safety. Uh, Casey, I know he's in a walking boot of some sort. Hopefully he's ready right, to go right. week one. Right. Uh, I know Neal had some sort of undisclosed injury too. I'd imagine he'll be back at some point. Uh, special teams as well. Like Calvin Austin, the third listed ahead of Gunnar Oshesky as a return man, both punt returner, kick returner. Uh, Presley Harvin right now holding off Braden Mann at the punter position. That's something also I would look at on Friday uh, to see if you can make any upgrades there. Uh, saw Kendrick Green not listed as a fullback either. I know the Steelers have had some fun with him in training camp uh, with him as a lead blocker right, getting right, in the right, ball in the right, flats. Right, right. I'm a little bit wary, Ike. This is just from afar. I'm not boots on the ground. Um I'm wary in terms of is this just a training camp gimmick to gimmick to put a smile on everyone's face, or is this something that the Steelers could actually do with Kendrick Green 
I'm wary. Just my opinion, though. Nah, it ain't messing around. You gotta leave, you gotta say that for the playbook for later. We'll talk about this in the playoffs. All right. Watch, watch what I tell you. Whoa. You know, okay. That's 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 in the playoffs. I mean, that's in the playbook for later. We just tapping to see. We just moving the pieces around to see what we can do. All right. All right, Ike. We will move on. Uh, I saw Cam Hayward put this out on Twitter, and let me pull this uh-huh. up really quickly. <clears throat> Uh, Just a second as I move things around there. You can see on your screen right now, guilty pleasure during Steelers training camp, watching Jersey Shore during downtime. So what I wanted to ask you, Ike, I know you played a lot of video games during your time in the Trobe as a player, but did you have a guilty pleasure outside of just FIFA or NHL or Madden or Halo or Call of Duty? What was your guilty pleasure during training camp? Yeah, you know, really. um, Yeah, it was FIFA. It was FIFA. It was uh, we we did FIFA tournaments, we did Madden tournaments, we played cards, and uh, down I don't I ain't gonna say that, but yeah 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 I have some. I <laughs> okay, have some. so there is a yeah, there yeah. is a story there. <laughs> yeah 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 we it was some guilty pleasures for sure, <laughs> but but yeah Mark, um, FIFA, Call of Duty. I'm talking about tournaments, like FIFA tournaments, Call of Duty tournaments, um, card games, uh, for sure. Oh, and we had the, we had back in the day we had the remote, uh, the gas remote control trucks. So you know we had the trucks. We used to do the race trucks, so we had the trucks. Um, I mean, like 78, between 70, 80 miles per hour. I'm talking about trucks, little small remote control trucks that might cost you 17 grand. Uh, Mark. So yeah, that's do we were doing them. We was doing them kind of, but it was all like competing. So it wasn't really guilty pleasures. Um, guilty pleasures was probably more from my standpoint. Food, probably indulging in a snack or something. But other than that, um, it was all about competing when I was here. Yeah, Ike, that and doing crunches in the uh, the bathroom, you know, when you you and Troy meet for the very first <laughs> time, too. So don't forget that either. <laughs> I can't even imagine the pranks that you guys pulled on one another, too. You mentioned the remote control cars, and it's like the possibilities there alone, I think, would just be absolutely hilarious. No, we see, back in the day, we ain't prank each other because it was all about the, it was all, the competition was so heavy. Ain't nobody want to cheat nobody, you know, so... It, it was it was for real. It was authentic back in the day, Mark. We didn't want to prank nobody. That was a straight fight, you know. Especially if we got money on the line. We got money on the line, man. I ain't prank. I need I need a, I need the playing field to be even as possible. Don't be pranking me. So that's just that's how it was when we when we was when we was playing, you know. But you know, pranking. Uh, we ain't, we weren't really doing no pranks, Mark. I'm gonna be honest with you, Wayne. We was fighting. We had too many. We had too many fights without pranks, just in general in training mm-hmm. camp. Let alone somebody trying to prank you. So um, that's how it was. But honestly, we just respected each other, Mark, so much. We ain't had time. We ain't even think about pranking each other. You know, com- com- competition was at was at its highest. You know, either it was in your room or going against you know somebody on the other side. You know, and I was telling. E Rob did yesterday, like, man, training camp for us, Mark, like, even the coaches was getting into it. You know, they was betting against each other. That goal line when 
Coach T or Coach Kyle said goal line. I'm talking about coaches from an offense and a defensive standpoint. I'm talking about laying it all on the line. So if you got one of your coaches talking smack to another coach on the offensive side, I'm talking about real live smack. You know when somebody like really mean what they saying, like mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you ain't none of y'all receivers going to be effing with my DBs today. And then you got to receive what offense coordinator and be like, Man, F your DBs, and they really mean it. It's like, okay, this is what kind of day it's going to be. <laughs> this is what kind of day it's going to be. So back in the day, Mark, the competitive atmosphere was so unreal. Like when these coaches said they want to make practice as hard as games, they wasn't lying, and we took that serious. So the seven shots that existed even during the Cower tenure, and is that something Mike Tomlin just adopted? Did you call it now something everybody, different? Or? Every, everybody and their mama. So seven shots been going on for years since football been around. And seven shots said, um, this, this is how you start practice off. You start practice off on the three-yard line, and we're going live. That's how so you're starting practice. I love that's it. How we, that's how we – because somebody got to set the tempo. Even the offense mm-hmm. going to score or the defense going to stop it from scoring. So seven shots and setting that tempo. Um, you know, the rules changed with Coach Kyle. We we did that twice a week, me twice a day. That's how coach, <laughs> you know, with the two a day back in the day. That's exactly what Coach Kyle was doing. Y'all know what we're doing, man. It's already understanding. Yeah, we hitting seven shots twice a day, every day while we're here. So let's put our helmets on, strap them up real tight, and let's go. So um it just set the tone. And when you walked on the field, that's all you knew. When we played opposing teams, that's all we knew was seven shots. So picture you playing a team that always got a goal line mentality on defense. <laughs> that's that's how that's how we looked at it. You know, so everybody was coming downhill from the safeties to the corners. You already know the history of the Pittsburgh still linebackers to the D line. And all that started in practice with the seven shots. Incredible. Incredible. Like, I know you've got the story of you trying to give Jerome Bettis your best, too, and everything, too, from back right. when you were a, a rookie right. and everything to do <laughs> right. with all of that, too. So, right. um, Ike, let's let's wrap the show. You've uh, Friday, Steelers Bucks is going to be down in Tampa, Raymond James Stadium. Right. Uh, what I'm going to look at is this is so it's hard because I'm not exactly sure who's all going to play. Uh, I'd imagine more of the starters will get in during the second of three preseason games. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at a few things. I mentioned the the punters earlier, but also I'll go with the running back position. What I mean by this is, you know, you've got Najee, you know, you've got Jalen Warren. Who's going to be mm-hmm. the third guy? Is it going to mm-hmm. be Anthony McFarland to step up? Uh, remember, Alfonso Graham's on IR now. So mm-hmm. you've got Darius Hagens is listed as the fourth stringer, at least on the current depth chart. Greg Bell, John mm-hmm. Lovett as well in the mix mm-hmm. there who steps up there and for me it's okay what can you do with the ball in your hands what can you do from a special team standpoint as well because that is a role Benny Snell played for years with the Steelers team he's now no longer on the roster so the third running back position Ike at least on Friday night for the first game where we're not sure who's all going to play when it comes to starters a lot of the players on the 53-man roster I'm going to look at the running back position on Friday night uh, for me, since last year was my first day officially, I mean, last year was my first year officially uh, in the front office, it's the draft picks. So I would just like mm. to see uh, exactly what, how the draft picks respond and act 
uh, walking them in them into the NFL on Friday. So, you know, that's that's what I want to see coming from a front office standpoint. Um, those guys, you know, those guys been playing football all their life, and those guys, I mean, guys who who are playing right now in training camp. Um, it's just the consistency part, Mark. That's all. But I really do, since I got into the front office, I really do want to see what uh, the draft picks do, you know, because you had a little piece. You had your hand in the pot when it come down, when it came down to drafting um, some of these guys. So you just you want to sit back and see what your uh, associate kid is doing, you know, how your kid is growing up um, in three weeks. I got a quick story for you. So last year before the start of the football season in North Carolina, where I'm at, they had a high school jamboree. And so after each of the scrimmages, it was the week before the regular season started. I asked one of the players, like, you know, what's it like to finally hit a player on an opposing team and not one of your teammates in practice? And he, this kid gave me the best response. He goes, it's like holy water, baby. Those were his exact words. So I can't even imagine what that's like come right. Friday when the Steelers actually play the Buccaneers and it's not someone you're lined up day after day Correct. after day after day in training camp. Yeah, so it's it's just it's just like, you know, let me release some of this frustration on somebody else. You know, it's just like having a sparring partner. You know, I've been sparring my partner for three weeks, man, to win them. When y'all going to actually let me go out there and fight somebody? You know, so that's how I look at it. And that's what I'm sure these guys are ready for Coach T really going to go back to one of his first homes in Tampa. You know, he had a lot of success in Tampa. He had success as a defensive um, secondary coach, uh, putting on a gold jacket for his one of his players and Rondé Barber, winning a Super Bowl in Tampa um, against the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, Coach T just had a lot of success. Yeah, so And going back to Tampa for the preseason. So that's like his second home, if you want to say him doing that. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how it's going to go down in Tampa. Mark, I will be there. Okay, so you're going to be in Florida, and then I know on Saturday night you'll be back in Pittsburgh, uh, 412 Celebrity Night, Pittsburgh Riverhound Mm -hmm. Soccer Club against Hartford Athletic. Uh, Again, that's Saturday night, and I'll make sure all this information gets in the show notes as far as uh, social media information too. So Ike on the road again. I'm convinced you're cloned at this point, my man. Um, just staying busy. I wouldn't want any, I wouldn't want it any other way. I mean, you know, I love football. You love football. I'm in a position where I can just be around football, professional football, um, for as long as I handle my business. And, uh, it's just opening a lot of doors on the other side, you know? So me playing football, me having success, winning Super Bowls, um, bringing them to the city of Pittsburgh, that's on a whole nother level. Uh, how many people can, you know, go from playing to hitting the front office, you know? So I really feel like I'm one of the few in the world. So I take none for granted. Um, and just always being in the city of Pittsburgh. So, yeah, I'll be at the 412 Celebrity Night on Saturday uh, at the Pittsburgh Rivers um, game. Uh, make sure anybody there, if you want to see the Pittsburgh, come down to the Pittsburgh uh, Riverhounds Club. It's right when you get through the tunnel. So you get through the Fort Pitt tunnel, you're going to see the stadium to your right as soon as you get out. So come check us out Saturday um, between 5 and 8. Uh, it's 412 Celebrity Night. So as soon as the game is over with, I'm going to catch a flight, come right back to Pittsburgh, and uh, 
show some love because that's all Pittsburgh is showing me is nothing but love. Yeah, I can mention cloning either that or you've got the whole time travel thing figured out because you were everywhere. <laughs> so check Ike out Saturday night and uh, can't wait. I mean, Tampa's got to be a special place for you too Friday night because Ike, you want a Super Bowl there. So yeah. and you're not too far down the road when you're back at home all. in Orlando. So at all, ain't, ain't too far at all, Mark. So that's, you know, that's perfect for me. That's right down the street. But you know, with all this, you know, IFO construction they got going on they make an hour drive an hour and 57 minute drive so you might be able to get down to tampa faster from pittsburgh from pennsylvania than you could from orlando like i swear i4 there will always be construction on I4. always always mark for real Ike, you're the absolute best. I want to thank you, the Believe Network, today's presenting sponsor, betonline.ag. Football season's almost here. I also want to thank the listeners and the viewers. Thank you so much for your words of encouragement, your support, Ike. I'll also say this to our last guest, Dave Damashek. We had an average watch time of 24 minutes. So thank you to people who spend time and take the time to watch us week in and week out. It's something that I genuinely appreciate. Approaching those 3,000 subscribers too, Ike. I want to get to 3K Ooh. before the start Ooh. of the 2023 regular season. That is my goal. I want to give a huge shout out to uh, the Believing Steelers Network for sure. Got to give a shout out to my dog, Mark Burgi. Appreciate everybody for just tuning in and uh, spending time with us, putting y'all, putting uh, us into y'all life, listening to our show. I uh, want to thank y'all for tuning in. Got to thank. Um, betonline.ag for just rocking with us since day one without them. Um, I don't even know that if this would be a show. But make sure y'all subscribe uh, to Mark and I. Um, keep tuning in. We're trying to hit 3K. After three, let's go to 20. So make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. If y'all want to know anything about football you know, and some insight with a, with a little bit of entertainment, tune in to Ike Taylor and Mark Bergen. A lot of guests coming up in the coming weeks, especially between now and the start of the 2023 season. Enjoy Steelers, Buccaneers, Friday night. We'll be back the following week recapping that. More training camp as well. Brett Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll see you next time. Until then, take care. So long, everybody. Peace. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.